0: And I think at the end, like, queer and trans people are very talented and very skilled, but sometimes, like, it's hard to find your community and find, like, mm-hmm. subordinate work, like, especially want, when you want to create your own space. And that's why I'm hoping with queer trans liberation, kind of like, okay, you know, let, let's meet all the like-minded people, like, you don't need to be friends, like, you, need, you don't need to hang out together, but because you believe in the same thing, which is, like, the power of communities, then those mm-hmm. people are gonna help you to empower the community.
1: So, hello, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 19th episode of Queering the Perspective. We're turning 20 next episode. Woohoo! And today I have a very special, special, sweet, and beautiful guest with me, Stella. Hello. Hello so can you introduce yourself to the audience in a few sentences like yeah whatever comes to mind how you want to present yourself Okay.
0: <laughs> so I'm um, Stella she her um, I found in the quatern liberation movements a couple of months ago and now we're doing community events
1: yes Which is the topic of today, community organizing, community building and what's the benefit of that in comparison to other forms of activism, which of course is not to say that it's better than everything else, (laughs) (laughs) but it is something I think that is very often overlooked that also a form of activism is not only going to protest or signing petitions or raising money but it's also actively building a network of empowerment and so i wanted to start off with the question of how did queer trans liberation start so basically
0: we started um after a couple of um, incidents uh, last summer And we decided to organize two demonstrations against transphobia and racism. Um, One of them in front of the police station um, and the second one in front of the COP Commission because we wanted to protest in front of this institution. So yeah, the approach back then was very trauma-centered. I think it was very hard for a lot of us it has been like very empowering but at one point i think it was not going the right way because i think we also need healing and yeah that's why at one point um, we decided to shift to community events mm-hmm. as a new way of activism
1: yeah and then what kind of events were you doing afterwards like what what does it mean community events so <clears throat> uh, during one of the demonstration we
0: did a queer healing meditation uh and i think it was uh with rachel and i think it was really empowering for a lot of people but it could have been done in a safer space rather than out on the street at a demonstration so that's why we decided to yeah do it as a community event and on top of it we decided to invite people to give close um closing item to trans and non-binary agenda um, because we thought it would be a nice idea to has the community to support trans people because it mm-hmm. might be harder for trans people to even go to a shop and go to the woman or man section because yeah. people will be like, hey, you know, like it's a woman section or it's a man section. And I think for some people mm-hmm. it's quite intimidating to go to a mainstream store and find clothing to affirm the gender identity Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also quite expensive (laughs) to renew yeah hold your clothing item Uh, so that was like one of the first event to yeah gather people based on like mutual help like how can we support each other like how can we heal together because I thought it was a bit too much to go to demonstration and hear like uh, Mm -hmm. triggering content at the end like sharing traumatic events It can be nice to raise awareness, but it can also be very re-traumatizing, so I'm not sure, like, this is helping with the healing process. Mm -hmm. And for the other event, after that, we did a makeup workshop also to empower people who might be trans and, you know, really want to feel prettier, empowered... Um because sometimes they don't have the techniques or you know like they're really yeah, intimidating skills. going to a store because nobody like taught them how to uh use makeup and the great thing is like <clears throat> you can use makeup to make you look more masculine um but also more feminine. So yeah. like I really think like makeup has no gender and it's also like very empowering to have like a professional where which we will explain you uh, how to apply makeup in a safer space where yeah. you don't have to be ashamed to ask questions like mm. hey I want my face to look more masculine or I want my face to move, to be more feminine and that's why like we decided to create like this kind of space because that's the kind of questions that maybe you wouldn't dare to ask like in a mainstream store because you will be like hey you know I don't want to be judged because I look like outside of binary mm. and yeah again like it's very intimidating and I think most of the spaces are made for, like, cis, white, straight people. And as soon as you're, like, getting out of, like, one of these category, automatically, like, the space is, like, unsafe. Mm. Like, more unsafe, let's say. Yeah, and then we did other events, like, screen printing workshop. Also, like, movement workshop. Um, or like, based on movement or dance. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it, that we can put, like queer and trans people in the same room, white people, um, BIPOC and create this space like where we all learn from each other but we also overcome overcoming our trauma and identities for a couple of hours because Mm -hmm. this is not the space to talk trauma and like be re-traumatized or kind of like running in cycle because I mean of course there is a reality that we can't ignore but we already know and I think it's good to offer space yeah. for the community to gather, celebrate each other mm. and do things which normally can be challenging to do. And I think sometimes it's a simple thing, right? As as I was saying, like, I think for some people, queer or trans, just going to a store and, you know, by closing heights, I mean, it can be, I think it can be an issue, you know? Or even going to a gym class, you know, maybe, like, because of your gender expression or gender identity, you're like, okay, like, I know it's going to be an issue, like, if I have to change in that room, Mm. um, if I have to dress that way, like, Mm. I think, you know, it can trigger, like, a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. And I think it's really nice to advertise a space where people can do, like, the, you know, like, the daily thing, going to a gym class, a dance class. Yeah. Um, doing like some holistic activity and know that it's also a bridge that we're building to get those people like out of loneliness and also like mm. because I feel like a lot of people like have been ostracized or at one point they ostracized themselves mm. because mm-hmm. I think it's also a way for them to protect themselves mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people like Especially those who already experience incident in the public space, like they would rather like stay home or like narrow this the choice when it comes to the space and navigating, because they're like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like I don't feel like going to this neighborhood. Oh, if I go to this place, like I will dress that way or I will behave that way because mm. I think for them it's also safer and they don't want they don't want their body to be like political
1: 24-7 I think sometimes they just need a break and I think that's also that's the amazing thing about it is that you have like a, a little break, you know, mm. and we all know as like queer and trans people, we know what the world out there is like and you don't need to repeat it always. And I think so many times transphobia, queerphobia is repeated and reintroduced into our life if it's from just walking on the street or if it's like, reading the newspaper and hearing about the next person that was like assaulted or, or social murdered, media or social media or even like movies, advertisement like constantly you're being confronted and I think then if we are in our own communities also only talking about this and of course like trauma is a significant part of our experience and of our existence but maybe we, we shouldn't need to share this with other people that are going through similar things I mean there's there are specific addresses when you when you're trying to heal from your trauma and you you're trying to make sense of an incident for instance or you're just trying to yeah, seeks psychological help but then that doesn't need to come from the other members of the community but from people that are professional that are like studying this and that they know how to distance themselves because of course for us it's very close it go- it's very personal mm. and it's very emotional and whenever you hear someone from the other person you empathize with them very quickly or at least i have the feeling for me that's this way and then you relive this pain together, and maybe in like certain moments, this can be helpful somehow, and like you can share the burden. But also, I think there's a huge danger that you only drag each other down.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with that, and I think what make it very challenging is like, for example, in Berlin, we know it's a struggle, like to find like psychological help um, because there are not enough uh, therapists, and I think it's. Um, even more challenging to find a therapist uh, who is like queer friendly or trans friendly in the practice <laughs> which sometimes like differ from what is advertised on the website mm. um, and I think where it's very tricky where like of course like I think like when you're queer trans like you are more at stake and you are more likely to you know have a trauma history and of course like I think like all of us we kind of like a time bomb you know like because <laughs> You know, like, I think, like, even if you start dealing on your own with your own trauma, like, of course, like, nothing will replace, like, a professional help. Um, and I think, like, for some people, like, it can be useful, you know, to talk about the trauma, like, even to strangers, like, in any space. Could be a club, could be a bar, could be a community event. But I'm um, that's also, like, what I'm standing for and, I mean, what I'm trying to advocate for is, like, I don't think, like, talking about how trauma, like, all the time will help us heal. Uh, Mm. I think at the end, like, maybe it's even, like, talking about it and, like, you know, like, taking the trauma in, like, every direction possible. Maybe it's more traumatizing because I strongly believe that you don't need to understand the trauma or remember the trauma to heal from it. And I think there is something, like, very powerful in any community even where, like, yeah, you can genuinely build connection with other like-minded people like other queer people other trans people like doing something else than your trauma because i think we are more than our trauma Mm. and i think like that's very challenging for for us as queer and trans people to define ourselves as our trauma because especially nowadays with social media like it's very like based on identity politics Uh, i'm trans i'm queer um i'm a person of color and i think it's really hard to like overcome this because of course there is a poor dynamic that we can't deny but also sometimes you know i just want to be in a space where like i don't need to identify where i don't need to put my identity you know on the table like Mm -hmm. you know like when i'm going to a dance class like i just want to be able to dance you know yeah Um, or any event um and yeah um it's very challenging to do so, but I feel like for me personally and all the people that have been to one of our workshops or also people like we came back, um, I really feel a difference. I feel like it's also empowering people. And I think that's also like the idea that I think about Quadrant Celebration more as a network where we try to empower people to also create their own space so that's all that what happened like always in the past like there are always people who are like hey you know what like actually i'm really interested like mm. i want to give like a dance class or whatever like makeup workshop but usually like they wouldn't have capacity or network mm. or any tool to find a sp- uh, to find a space to take care of the communication with the graphic design and that's why i'm always saying like hey no like i can take care of everything with Quatranse like we try to support like individual to help them like create their own events mm-hmm. and the way they want, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like intervene in like the creative process or like the idea, but I'm here to be like, hey, you know what? I know this person or I know this space, like they'd be happy to host your event for free. And oh I know this person, like the graphic designer, like they'd be super happy to do like a, a design for your event because mm-hmm. they really mm-hmm. believe in the concept, you know, and they want to support, like, queer and trans people. And I think at the end, like, queer and trans people are very talented and very skilled, but sometimes, like, it's hard to find your community and find, mm-hmm. like, support network, like, especially want, when you want to create your own space. And that's what I'm hoping with Queer Trans Liberation, kind of like, okay, you know, let, let's meet all the like-minded people. Like, you don't need to be friends, like, you, need, you don't need to hang out together, but because you believe in the same thing which is like the poor of communities and those people are gonna help you to empower the community basically
1: yeah and i think also individuals that are queer and trans are facing a lot of structural obstacles when they want to put on their own events for instance mm, like yeah. there's first of all there is insecurity and anxiety and then there's also actual queer phobia and transphobia that just makes it much harder for them to have the same possibilities as, like, cis, straight, white people to put on their own events or, like, ask for funding and um, to, yeah, to put on, like, similar events if it's a dance class, you know, like, a dance class that <laughs> doesn't have a gender. <laughs> yes. It just depends on, like, who is facilitating it and, like, who has access to what institutions or what people that know who to ask that have the network that have the contacts so i think yeah in, in this way like queer trans liberation can be really be a bridge yeah because at the end i think like when it comes to
0: events i mean that's also why we created queer trans liberation because um when corona happened i think a lot of people if not like all of us as queer trans people like we realized like we didn't really get like a support network like a community i mean you might have friends but i think community is like something different like it's above that um and i think in berlin like from my personal experience i've been living in berlin for five years and i feel like the community was kind of swallowed by this like club culture so i think Mm -hmm. it was like very like drug center and everything was happening in the club and Of course, you know, like some of us had like good or bad experiences like in those spaces. Mm-hmm. But I strongly believe like there is another alternative like mm-hmm. which will like hollow us to heal. Um because I don't think like escapism is the best answer to, you know, how collective trauma for sure yeah. I think sometimes it's it's good like to escape, you know, because Yeah, it's valid. <laughs> right? It, 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 yeah I mean and it's a pain to go away and of course like and enjoy you know? yourself, be free and exactly, yeah. of course. That's really nice that we you know, we have the luxury to be able to, to go to those spaces and, you know, escape. But I also feel like it's time to build something because a lot of us realize that there was no support network. And I think there is a main obstacle, for example, like for non-German speaking or non-German um, people like to find the support network because there are associations, there are collective who are focusing on like the trans... Issues or like queer issues, but the information is not uh, accessible Um, Not only like language wise like sometimes will be only in German sometimes we'll be in German in English But saying like there are a lot of people who might speak like Farsi Arabic Spanish Italian Russian Ukrainian and Some of them like they speak like they don't speak like English properly or German and I think like when you queer or trans and migrant and you know, you want your situation to improve and you need, like, support, like, financially, psychologically. I think, like, it's very a struggle in, in Berlin, like, to find those things. And that's why, like, with Street Transliferation, it's also, like, our vision to connect all those people together, like, all those associations and collective, and, like, promote them, you know, to mm-hmm. the public. Because I feel like it's not that there is no collective or association. It's just, like, yeah, nobody knows. So many. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody knows about them. And I think, like, it would be really nice yeah. to, you know, kind of, like, put them out there. I mean recently, like I've been meeting like this queer youth center like Princelaberg um and I think like it was kind of like not really walking um people were not doing really doing even, especially with corona like mm. all the people we used to go there like to the cafe and all that stuff, like they're not coming anymore and yeah, like, it's such a beautiful space and, like, they got, like, funding from the state and they don't do any events and, like, mm. they have, like, a wonderful library. Like, they bought so many new books um, about, like, gender identity, racism, books for, like, like very young kids, like, which might be, like, who might be, like, under 10. And I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I really wonder sometimes, like, what my life would have been if yeah. I would have gone to, like, a queer youth center to read, like, this kind of book about, like, gender identity, racism, yeah. sexism, yeah. I don't know, honestly, I have no idea, but I think it's great that there was these resources, but yeah. same, when I was to the center, like, the center was, like, empty, mm. and, like, how come there are, like, collective, uh, for example, like, trans collective, like, Kazakua, who don't have, like, any fundings, and, like, a lot of trans people are going to Kazakua because they're, like, oh, okay, that might be, like, one of the only place where i could get support yeah. and then on the other side you have like german institution like german association Verein, who have like a wonderful big building and they don't use it mm. and to me like I, I don't understand you know i don't understand but i also feel like we also need to reach to those people because they're really looking forward to collaborate with like, for example, like yeah. collective like us, like Return Separation, because yeah, they have a space and they want people to use it. Yeah. But they're also not in this like process to go to other people and ask them to do events. Mm. So I think sometimes we also need to, you know, like make the first step mm-hmm. and go out there and, yeah, you know, like start networking with those people and be like, hey, you know what, mm-hmm. like we have idea, we have a workshop, can we use your space? And I think, like, then, like, if we try to interconnect all the spaces and all those people, then the network will get, like, bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: And, like, we will benefit from it. Yeah. And I think also this is the, this is a way how you can set up alternative structures that are helping people and create, like, a safety net. Because, of course, like, when you think about the, the state institutions, when you think about schools, education, like, what you're mentioning, like, children from younger ages already learning about anti-racism and um, trans people and gender diversity that is going to happen very slowly like that change is always when it comes at least to german (laughs) german bureaucracy it always takes steps and there are many boards that need to confirm the changes and then there are also some older people that are reluctant to changes and so we don't and but we don't have the time to wait until the changes are reaching the institutional level that are very well funded. But I think a way something like queer trans liberation and or these like alternative queer and trans networks can be a way to go around it, you know, and create alternative structures like a parallel world on how we imagine our c- collective being to be like. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. this, this element of community care that you and of education and of collective empowerment that you don't feel so much when you are ostracized and when you are feeling very lonely, usually. So I think in that sense it also creates permanence for a life that doesn't envision permanence for queer and trans people and instead just trying to marginalize us all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, agree. Um, and also, like, when it comes to younger people, like, I think mm, this week I received a message from a teacher. Um, I think they're teaching at high school gymnasium and they're organizing, like, a queer group for the queer people of this gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And they kindly asked me if I wanted to come over and talk about, like, my activism because they really try to raise awareness by inviting, like, other, like queer trans people and i think that's such a great idea you know to like create those spaces where like we can talk openly about our queerness our transness and yeah also show that of course like it's important to be political Um, and to acknowledge the challenges exactly but i think it's also nice to be in the same room with like people who might be younger right who might be like 10 15 16 and you know like they're still not in the all world yet if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. like you know like getting your first job like getting your first apartment like you know like there's so many things that <laughs> you're not facing yet right when you're like a teenager and i think like it's also nice to have like i don't know if like someone to look up to but yeah. you know saying like hey you know like you meet those people because i think that's very typical to our generation right like um my generation and your generation like you know, like, with the hates epidemic, like, so many people die. Like, we didn't have anybody to look up to. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. have, like, trans people on TV. Like, I, we barely have, like, gay people on TV. I feel like nowadays, like, it's so easy, like, to find, like, yeah, people who are, like, openly queer or openly trans. And, like, you know, talking about the struggle and how they thrive and, you know. Yeah, and, like, they're doing, like, great things now, you know. Like, they overcome the trauma, like... Oh like it was hard but they made it and i think like for a generation like i don't think we had this Hmm. because literally like a entire community was you know wiped out by the epidemic right so i think it's a very interesting time that this new generation like i think it's very lucky to to have like people to look up to and i think it's also like our responsibility to Yeah. yeah you know build bridges you know like and also like raise awareness because I think that's very like you know like cis <laughs> straight people will be like yeah you know I want my children to live in a better world and I think it's very <laughs> queer trends to be like yeah that's how chosen family and I think for <laughs> me like <laughs> I mean to be honest I don't I don't know if one day I will have children but I I really feel like you know like the people from the community are you know are all my children in a way because yeah, I feel like we means. share something which is so strong like identity wise that of course you know I want the next generation like. I don't want them to come out. Like, you know, I always say when it comes to coming out, I don't like the word. I'm like, no, I'm letting people in. Like, it is yeah, my I choice like, to let you in. I don't have to come out. Yeah. It's okay. like, because, you know, I trust you or because I like you, then I'm letting you in. And I'm like, you know, uh, I take the time and energy to explain whatever there is to explain. Mm-hmm. But if I don't want to let you in, then that's my choice. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: Bon. Yeah, because you're of it, like you're living your truth, and right. of course, like the term coming out can like can mean that you that you're proud of yourself and you're proud of your identity and you're owning it. But sometimes that's just not a given, you know, when you are not in a in the safe space where you feel like it, you're not gonna want to share that with everybody, and you're just gonna choose also like who you're inviting. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's nice. And also, I wanted to add one point to what you said before that now you have more queer and trans people on TV or like through social media you have more exposure and I think that's really great, really amazing and this issue of visibility is really important for the community and especially through digital media like Instagram, Twitter, you have much more access to these communities online But I also think visibility online through like celebrities or influencers is not the whole deal because you need something that translates into your reality life, something that exists beyond you in your own room or wherever you're living and where you consume media and where you feel like part of a community but then you step out of these walls and you're like where is my community you know where is the support right here right now and i think for that it's so nice to see that there's people that are queer and trans that are 5 years older than me that are 10 years older than me and they're doing good and we can connect and mm-hmm at least for me as a child, it was always like the only idea that I had about trans people was that they're living these miserable lives and they're being super discriminated, super marginalized, Mm -hmm. super ostracized, and they are just sad. So who wants to be trans if that means you're going to be sad? Mm, Yeah, true. And just traumatized and just trying to live in the shadows. So I think this way is also like... Telling people like, yeah, we can live good lives together. Maybe we can never live like good lives everywhere in this like cis world and this like cis normative world, but we can live good lives within our own circles, within our community and within our chosen family.
0: Yeah, I think at at the end I think it's really important to create our own spaces because as you say, like of course there is a reality, like a world which is like CSY, straight, heteronormative, like colonial and, you know, all of mm-hmm. this. And, you know, I think it's really hard to change a system like from bottom to top. But what we can do is like create our own space where like we try to create a safer space for, for our people. And then, you know, that's fine. Like we don't need to feel safe like everywhere in the world. But because we create our own spaces, then yeah. like I think you st- we can still manage to have like a, a good life. Yes. Um, and then it's also like, you know, very empowering to to connect with other people because then by creating your own space, you're also protecting yourself, you know, from like tra- traumatic events or like mm. interactions that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm so over it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like it's very unlikely that it will happen in those spaces. But yeah, like with this Instagram thing, I think it's very... I call it, like, the queer digital experience, which, I mean, <laughs> of course, when we were younger, okay, like, maybe we had Facebook, but other than that, like, we didn't have, like, this social media experience where you just need to, like, Google, like, queer, trends, and then you have all those TikTok of people who are, like, <laughs> super empowered, yeah, super proud of themselves, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes, like, they, I don't know, like, there is, like, those people, like, 10 years a uh, whole boy who is doing makeup like he's already like a tiktok store and it's like you know what like, it's like i don't give a fuck you know this is who i am and i don't know like of <laughs> course you know like it's very empowering but as you say like how do we translate like this you know reality like oh i am super empowered like behind my phone you know exactly. like looking at this yeah. but then when you look at your life yeah. um you know let's be honest like yeah of course you know you can like Celebrate yourself on social media. That's really great. But there is always a gap between Mm. What you present on social media
1: and what your life actually is. Yeah, true And of course, this is like I think there's two sides to this like social media is super important and we need something else in the real life Yeah, but I think with that we came to a really nice conclusion and uh, Thank you so much Stella for being here today and telling us about your project your movement what you do and yeah for everybody that's out there looking for a queer and trans community check out the instagram page of queer trans liberation i will also link it of course in the podcast show notes and yeah if you have anything you can always i guess message message you right on the on the channel yes yes yeah okay and then yeah Thank you so much, Stella. Thank you for being here. And thank you everybody for listening. And yes, if you like this episode, please share with your friends, your networks. And if you want to support me, you can do that by rating the podcast and paying some money. (laughs) Support me on my Steady Crowdfund page. And yeah, that would be really amazing. So I can keep doing this work. So yeah. Thank you so much and see you soon. Bye bye. Queering the perspective with Bella Bellissima.